The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio. I'm so glad that you could join us today, folks, because we have a great interview. I get excited for every Go Green Radio episode, but this one is particularly near and dear to my heart. As many of you know, I'm a veteran of the United States Navy, and today I'm going to be interviewing a veteran of the United States Army. Garrett Reppenhagen is with Veterans Green Jobs, an organization whose tagline I just love. It says, they're empowering vets to restore our environment, economy, and communities. How more noble does it get? Well, I'm excited to have you on, Garrett. Thanks for joining us on Go Green Radio. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Well, Garrett, every organization has their elevator speech, so I'm going to ask you to start us off with, with yours. What is Veterans Green Jobs? Give us an overview of what the organization is and what you do. Mm-hmm. Veterans Green Jobs is a 501 nonprofit uh, organization. Our, our mission is to basically uh, find and connect veterans to meaningful employment in the green jobs economy. So we're doing a lot of efforts to provide service transition programs and direct employment for veterans themselves and help them become more employable and really get them into opportunities that are going to provide them with a very uh, stable income and a job that really has some purpose and meaning. Um, which we feel that the green economy and the green industry is really opening up doorways that veterans can once again serve their country in a very meaningful way by helping us uh, come come into uh, a more sustainable future. And that's where uh, green jobs plays in. Well, I love that whole notion, and I think that you're exactly right. Um, when you talk about a stable employment opportunity for veterans, uh, clearly the green economy is going to be providing long-term employment opportunities. Now, I'm always interested in learning how organizations begin. I was a history minor when I was back in school, so I'd love to know how Veterans Green Jobs started um, who was there at that aha moment when uh, somebody said, hey, we really need to form an organization like this? How did it all get going? Well, uh, really when the first Green Jobs Acts were getting signed, uh, I think a realization came down that the future of veterans a way to, to help our veterans and, and to really find them a niche was in this, this green job sector, this green job area. And uh, working with veterans for a long time, um, I was with uh, Veterans for America for a while in Washington, D.C. Uh, I came to the realization that, uh, you know, vets, vets not having jobs and not having employment was a, was a risk multiplier on all the other issues that veterans face and struggle with on a day-to-day basis, whether it's post-traumatic stress disorder, substance abuse, 
you name it. The fact that they didn't have meaningful jobs and couldn't couldn't sustain themselves and their families was was a critical factor in their well-being. And uh, uh, just just being able to apply those uh, a real good paycheck and an income that they could count on and be secure on opened up doorways to other educational possibilities and uh, their mental and physical health improved and their relationships and, and social situation uh, uh, bettered. And uh, we saw that through those Green Jobs Acts that there was really a future in, in a clean energy economy and it just seemed to make sense that uh, making America more sustainable and uh, uh, a healthier environment um, increased the, the economy uh, through, through these new technologies and uh, becoming more independent as far as our energy use and, and thus uh, more secure as a country was something that, that was near and dear to the hearts of, of most veterans. And uh, that's really what kind of uh, opened us up into thinking that creating this organization would be a good idea. The founder of the organization, Breck and Karen, um, he, his father was a Vietnam vet, and uh, he, he did a lot of work um, in the Northwest and uh, um, really helped displaced lumberjacks who were losing jobs because they weren't able to cut forest anymore get retrained and re-educated into jobs that helped the U.S., that put them in U.S. Forest Service and National Park Service jobs. And um, he decided to sort of apply that same model um, to our returning veteran men and women. And uh, that's that's really what got us started. And uh, uh, it, it was basically a, an amazing, uh, generous gift from the Walmart Foundation of, of all organizations that uh, really launched us out and gave, up, gave us the starting capital to really start developing these programs and put the organization in motion. I love it. Now, a lot of folks are talking about green jobs these days, and the, the definitions vary. You know, it kind of depends on who's talking about the green jobs and maybe, you know, maybe their interests and, and what have you. But your organization is pretty pure in its agenda. There's, you know, no nuance when it comes to how you define a green job. How does Veterans Green Jobs define what a green job is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if the job involves helping us become more sustainable with with clean energy independence and uh it's actively involved in conservation of energy in our public spaces and in our environment uh we consider that a green job and uh uh we also want there to be good jobs so they have to be um a long-term employment uh with with a livable wage so so it's it's important as for us to have both, um, mm-hmm. and and that's typically how how we look at uh, a green job. And I know a lot of other folks have a lot of different definitions. Well, and I think that your definition is just broad enough, and yet mission critical enough that it makes a lot of sense. Now. I'm a veteran, you're a veteran, um, we know the culture of the military, but a lot of our listeners for Go Green Radio really aren't familiar with what makes a veteran special, particularly, you know, in your generation of, of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, what makes the culture of, of your veterans' age group so special. Why do you think that veterans, particularly in your generation of service, are so uniquely qualified and, and so perfect for these types of jobs? Mm-hmm. Well, um, a, a lot of veterans, they enjoy working with their hands. They enjoy working outdoors. 
Um, most of these green jobs, if you will, they're, they're technical and trade jobs, most of them, and it requires working with your hands and doing hard work here in America, doing it ourselves, um, basically like we used to do. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of veterans, when, when I went into the military, I realized that I was, I was trained in equipment. And I, I, was, I was issued a certain set of equipment, whether it was a Singar radio, an M16 machine gun, um, uh, a Humvee, a med kit. I learned how to use that piece of equipment to, to my full confidence ability. And uh, then I was given a unit of soldiers that I could trust with my life. And I knew that they were trained in the same equipment and the same practices that I was trained in. Then I was given a mission. And I... I never experienced the time in, in my military career where I was given a mission and I thought I could not succeed in that mission because I had the equipment and training in that group of individuals. And, uh, you know, veterans are coming out of the military and they don't have the proper training. They don't have the proper civilian equipment. Um, they don't have that unit and group of people that they trusted with their lives and bonded with. And, and a lot of them don't have a mission. And that's what VGJ is trying to basically help supply that. The veterans all have, all have some great skills. They have strong work, work ethic. They have uh, good values. They can work in diverse environments with diverse people. Uh, they've learned how to handle dangerous equipment safely. Um, and they have a sense of service. And that sense of service is one of the key driving factors that makes a veteran want that new mission and grab onto it. And I think, I think we've, we've really found an area not only that that helps the veterans and, and give them that new mission, but we're helping America because those veterans are an ideal asset to uh, really helping rebuild and restore uh, America's future. I agree with you, and, and I love what you said. I was reading through the website, which, by the way, folks, you've just got to see the website. It's terrific. There's some great videos on it. It's um, veteransgreenjobs.org. But this was one of your quotes, uh, Garrett. You compared the graduates of one of the training programs with the Knights of the Round Table who swore allegiance to a cause greater than themselves. And then you go on to say, these heroes have stepped forward to claim their contemporary quest. They're entering a time when we need champions. The damage we have already inflicted on our climate is severe. I love what you said. Um, tell us more about how uh, the veterans that you're working with see this transition to a green economy in America as just an extension of the service that they've already rendered to our country. Mm-hmm. Well, not every veteran comes into the organization uh, with that mission in mind. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them are just just needing jobs. They just need that opportunity, and uh, uh, you know they'll take they'll take any job, no matter whether it's a, a blue job, black job, or green job. They'll they'll take it. And once they start on on the work, it's it's hard to be a veteran and to uh, leave a home that you've just weatherized and and just made more energy efficient, and you're saving this family, a low income family money on their energy bill every month and you know that they're going to be warm throughout the winter and you're saving the country energy that's not no longer going to be wasted, um, that's no longer going to have to be dug up from the ground or shipped out from overseas, but, you know, you've done that huge service and there's, there's a huge sense of pride in, in being able to do that work, putting on a solar panel and, you know, harnessing a renewable energy um, that, that is long-lasting and clean and is going to not jeopardize our environment. 
it has a huge sense of service to it. And a lot of these, a lot of these jobs, they're hard work. And at the end of the day, uh, a veteran can lay down on his bed and and be confident and proud that he he challenged himself, did this work, and that it's helping his country grow. I love it. That's that's just you know so noble, and and it's just what. Americans would expect of our fine uh, Marine soldiers and sailors who have served this country so very well. We're going to be talking more after a quick commercial break about the particular programs that Veterans Green Jobs has got. Um, but I invite everyone to take a look at their website while we go to this quick commercial break. It's veteransgreenjobs.org. You can donate today. You can get involved. There are many ways to support this organization. So while we're on a quick break, take a look at their website and consider the many ways that you might be able to help Veterans Green Jobs. We'll be back in just a moment folks with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information, about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could join us, folks, and glad that we have Garrett Reppenhagen, who's representing Veterans Green Jobs. Now, I want you to check out their website, but don't close the web browser in which you're listening to us on voiceamerica.com. Open a new tab in your web browser and check out their website, www dot veteransgreenjobs.org. Actually, you don't even need the www. And I want you to consider clicking that donate button today because this is an organization that is not just helping veterans find work in the green economy, but they're helping America. I love their tagline. It's, it goes like this, empowering vets to restore our environment, economy, and communities. Today we're joined by Garrett Reppenhagen, who was a sniper in the 1st Infantry Division over in Iraq, and now he is the Regional Program Director for Veterans Green Jobs. Garrett, thanks for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, let's talk about the specific programs that your organization offers to veterans. Uh, the first one that I'd like for you to describe for us is your Solar Electrical Pre-Apprenticeship. How does that program work? Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's a, it's it's still in its pilot stages, and uh, we're offering that in uh, out in Pennsylvania. And uh, the the idea is that we've partnered with the uh, independent contractors out there to provide a class with um, Bucks Community College to really not only um, not only look at training in a vacuum, but also look at good job opportunities immediately afterwards. And we're trying to create as many partners in the industry out there that will really give the veterans who complete the training a chance to go into uh, direct employment. And uh, that's that's one of the challenges, obviously, with the education system right now is, is making sure that those placements are there on, on the back end of those trainings. And we want to make a more holistic training that looks at uh, not only the, the technical skills needed in the certification in the placement, but also making those veterans more employable and, and adding additional skills whether it be uh, uh, financial management or uh, resume writing or anything we can do to, to really improve the veterans' ability and chances to gain employment. Well, and, and in your experience and in talking with other veterans who are coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan, how difficult is it to compete for the scarce jobs that we have in a downturn economy? Well, it is it is a challenge. Uh, many of the veterans that um, join the military today is a very diverse backgrounds, everything from the ghettos of Atlanta, Georgia, to rural areas in Iowa. You know, even even foreign nationals coming in to uh, uh, you know pick up the cause and, and serve uh, are are part of that group. And you're looking at a lot of different age groups. Um, some folks joining the military as as young as 18 years old. Um, some of them not having a job previously have have gone through a military career starting as a, a machine gunner, going up into maybe the ranks of the NCO, possibly acquiring a family along the way. And by the time they separate from the military for whatever reason, um, there there is a uh, a disadvantage there that they have from regular education and work experience that are applicable to the real world. Some military jobs are really excellent at transitioning some of those skills uh, over. If you're in a technical field or uh, uh, um, anything that has some sort of mechanical background, sometimes there's some easy transitions. But we are in a suffering economy right now, and those are those are folks who are not part of the looking for civilian jobs already in a in a in a decreased economy coming into that system. Is, is only adding more people into that system without jobs. So I like, I like what Omar Bradley uh, said when he was working on the first GI Bill, and he said it's, you know, veterans don't want to be put on a pedestal or given a parade. They just want to be put on par with their peers who chose not to serve. And it's not, it's not a, a matter of giving so much advantage to the veteran where they out-compete. Um, it's just a matter of, of creating some sort of balance and give them this, the, the, the earned resources that they deserve for sacrificing and serving for the country. Absolutely. I just want to give you a big hua on that one. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about your, uh, your weatherization program. For those of you who are not veterans, actually, as a Navy veteran, I ought to be saying oorah, but in respect to my Army veteran on the other end of this interview, I gave him a hua. 
So now let's talk about your weatherization program because this is something that is so important to the energy future of America. One of the things that we talk about a lot on Go Green Radio is not just installing renewable energy sources, but conserving the energy we're already using. I mean, if we can be energy efficient, if we can make our homes and our buildings and our schools more energy efficient, that's just less energy that we need to supply. And that's exactly what your weatherization program is all about, as I understand it, Garrett. Tell us more about that. Well, it's, it's true. We lose more than 50% of our energy is wasted uh, through the built environment, whether through inefficient homes or inefficient building materials and production of those materials to build the homes. So uh, it's, it's often referred to as a low-hanging fruit. And the reason why is uh, popularly because for the amount of money spent in weatherizing a home, you get more energy saved. So before before you would even put on, say, a solar panels on a home, you would want to audit that home, uh, really make an inventory of what the energy use is of that home, and try to change habits and change uh, the, the, the building itself, the structure itself, the envelope of that building to make it more energy efficient. And that's less renewable energy you're going to need to put on the home. So so we see, we see it as a low-hanging fruit, not only that, it's, it's the quickest way to save and conserve energy, but uh, it, it's also uh, a prerequisite of almost any other green job. Understanding how energy works and how to save and conserve energy is, is critically important, especially in, in some of the renewable energy uh, uh, scenarios when oftentimes you're going to have to go into a home and, and audit the home anyways to figure that out. It's also a low-hanging fruit because we could get a good number of veterans, jobs within that field at entry-level positions with rapid certification training. So it doesn't take a huge amount of training. It does take some know-how and some dedication uh, and, and oftentimes a lot of hard work to do the job. But it's a good entry-level position where people, uh, a veteran can start earning money very soon and continue their education and gain more certifications in the green field. Um, so that's important to us. And, and right now, in Colorado, where our headquarters is at, uh, we're a national organization, but our headquarters is in Colorado, and that's where a lot of our strength and base is at. We've acquired two major contracts from the Governor's Energy Office, which is the Department of Energy here in the state of Colorado, and uh, those two contracts are in D- Denver and Jefferson County, which are some of the most populated areas near Denver, and in the San Luis Valley, which is one of the most low-income areas, not only in Colorado, but in the country. And through those contracts, it makes us the largest low-income weatherization provider in the state of Colorado. So we're hoping to to definitely grow that out and make those good tools where we can create models and and possibly become more scalable in in weatherization, which is just an important, important thing to do. Well, it is. And, you know, as you mentioned, it's great for the veterans who are able to basically rapid deploy those skill sets into a work environment, but it's great for the families who are on the receiving end of that service. I mean, when you're talking about going in and weatherizing low-income housing, that just equates directly to saving them dollars that can be better spent on food or medical care, what have you. I mean, so there's a direct benefit, not just to the veterans, but certainly to the people who are receiving those services. I love it. Uh, It's such a win-win. Now, I would love to talk about your Veterans City Canopy Project, because here we are in the summer months, and I'm reading a lot of stories where there are some serious 
urban heat island effects going on in New York and Chicago and, and other urban areas where it's just getting so hot that it's downright deadly. And your, your Veteran City Canopy program kind of addresses that issue. Talk to us more about that. Yes, the Veteran City Canopy program is just one of my favorites. Um, trees do so much for our environment. Uh, as far as just water control, shading structures to reduce energy use, um, the leaves fall off the tree during the winter time, which will allow the direct sunlight to, to warm the home. Um, it's it just there's beautification factors. There there are carbon sinks that absorb uh, you know horrible harmful exhaust from vehicles and emissions. Um, you know, and they, they create oxygen, obviously. So. So it's, it's, it's just amazing. And what we've done with this program, the idea is to get more trees planted within the cities uh, around the country. And uh, a lot of cities have taken on to uh, an initiative to plant a million trees in, in their cities, and, and Denver's no exception. So we're partnered with the Million Tree Initiative in, in the Denver Parks and Recs where we've got a contract to plant 4,600 trees. And we've decided to use homeless veterans to train them in landscaping and arborist skills, to give them money to plant the trees where they're earning a wage while they're getting education, and then help them find employment in, in nurseries and landscaping businesses around the city to, so they can continue that work. So it's, it's just there's so many um, good factors of that program from helping the homeless veterans and get them jobs into really helping our cities become more green. Well, and, and, you know, you bring up an important point because there, there really are a lot of homeless veterans, um, especially now it just seems that the numbers are increasing. I've done a lot of work with the Veterans Affairs Commission for the city of San Francisco, and, um, in fact, we just finished a stand-down for homeless veterans in the Bay Area of California. And, you know, I think a lot of people would be kind of surprised at who these folks are. I mean, it uh, the 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 profile of a homeless veteran um, is probably not what a lot of people think. These are amazing people who've had very difficult experiences, and um, and they want to work. They 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 want to to reengage, but sometimes it's really tough. And so I love the fact that the uh, the veteran city canopy project is is helping them to do that. Um, in the minute that we have left before we take a quick commercial break, tell us about the veteran green corps that you're involved with. A little bit more about how that works. The Green Corps is, is typically for our younger veterans, veterans who are just coming off deployments and uh, uh, just becoming civilians. It's a transitional program. So we partner with conservation corps from around the country. We're working right now in five different states with five different conservation corps. And uh, we develop veteran-specific programs to get veteran crews to work on public lands doing trail maintenance and fire mitigation work. So they work in small teams of, of usually close to six to eight man crews, um, sometimes out in the woods for six to eight days at a time, hiking the trails, getting deep into the, our public land, some of the most beautiful spaces um, in America, and they get to work outdoors and they get to work with other veterans. And it's, it's just an incredible healing aspect of the veterans doing that hard work, doing that good work, and being around other veterans um, in that healing natural environment. And it's also doing just some amazing things, just supplying trails so we can enjoy the public land and have access to them, um, and mitigating the firework and doing the forest fuel thinning, which uh, will reduce the impacts of forest fires. And we even have one crew right now that's uh, a Type 2 fire crew that has their wildland firefighting card 
and they're ready to respond at any moment to uh, uh, a forest fire and, and be able to work on those. So we're pretty proud of that program as well. Oh, you should be. That is terrific, Garrett. And we're going to hear more about the the Veteran Green Corps after this quick commercial break. Don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tovanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. This is a segment that I have really grown to love, and I know that many of our listeners do as well. We've got two really cool teen journalists down in L.A. who are giving us a green news segment every week. Uh, they are sponsored through Global Broadcast for Kids, and my good, good friend, Scott McGinnis, who is an awesome TV producer. You can check out the video version of this podcast by going to www.gogreeninitiative.org and look in our YouTube channel. You'll see all the videos there of Marley and her brother Elijah doing green news for kids. Here you go. Globalbroadcastforkids.com presents GBK Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative. From one kid to another. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Elijah. And Marley. With GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. And we're going to get started. Preserve, which makes household products for recycled materials, has launched a new campaign to allow all customers to mail back their toothbrushes for recycling. The initiative is being launched with the help of consultancy from Continuum, which helped Preserve roll out its Gimme 5, Number 5 Plastics recycling campaign at Whole Foods markets and other retailers. In addition to the mailback options for the toothbrushes, the product packaging was made lighter and now doubles as a mailback container when consumers are done with the toothbrush. Preserve recycles the toothbrushes into plastic building materials. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says this program is simply brilliant. If you visit www preserveperspectives.com you can enter your zip code and find retail stores in your neighborhood where you can conveniently drop off your number five plastics a lot of community recycling programs do not collect number five plastics if they cannot find a local market to sell that type of plastic to in that case 
all of that useful plastic ends up in the landfill where it is useless. Preserved products not only can help keep number five plastics out of your landfill, but they create beautiful and really new useful products out of plastic like dishes, kitchenware, and toothbrushes. The best part of this program is that they are recycling an item that we use every day, our toothbrush. So every time we brush our teeth, we can think about the more great things we can do to help our planet. E-waste and storage. A storage company in Southern California has partnered with an electronics recycling firm to provide free e-waste disposal and recycling services at 12 of its locations. Extra Space Storage Inc. announced a new partnership with TRI Products to provide free electronics recycling at 12 of its storage facilities in San Diego, Orange, Los Angeles, and San Bernardino counties. Well, so what? The Go Green Initiative says everybody has e-waste to get rid of, but it's not always convenient to store your e-waste until there is a neighborhood e-waste recycling drive. When you clean out your electronic waste that has been taking up space in your home, garage, or office, you want to get rid of it now. By providing a permanent location for people to drop off their e-waste anytime, extra space storage is helping to solve a problem that many landfill operators will tell you is happening. People who can't wait for an e-waste recycling event are simply throwing it in the trash. E-waste has too many dangerous toxins in it to be dumped, so it's important that it is handled properly. Google News. Google Inc.'s energy unit has entered into a deal to buy wind power from NextEra Energy Inc. for the next 20 years to power data centers. The deal comes less than three months after the giant Silicon Valley internet search company invested $38.8 million into the new wind farms in North Dakota developed by NextEra Energy Resources that generate enough energy to power more than 55,000 homes. Google Energy LLC will begin buying wind power from July 30th from NextEra's facility in Iowa at a predetermined rate. Yours Holzel, Google's Senior Vice President of Operations, said in a blog on Google's website, Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says, Do you know why Google is so fast? In a word? energy, and lots of it. Google has done a lot of very innovative things to reduce the amount of energy it takes to run their super databases, but even still, it takes a lot of computing power to find the answers to your Google searches in .017 seconds. With all that energy use, Google knows that if it relies upon conventional electricity systems, the company will be consuming energy that comes mostly from coal plants which means it would be responsible for the large amount of carbon emissions. Not only will this mean that we can all continue our Google searches without worrying that we are helping to create a gargantuan carbon footprint, but also as a result of Google's large purchase of wind power, they will help make wind power a little bit less expensive for the rest of us. Small investments in wind power don't necessarily help bring the price per kilowatt hour down to an affordable level, but large investments can have that effect. Idling vehicles. Pending court approval, several companies affiliated with National Car Rental will pay a fine of $475,000 for repeated violations of motor vehicle idling regulations at two new airports, Logan International in Boston, Massachusetts, and Bradley International near Hartford, Connecticut. What's so wrong about idling? Diesel combustion releases fine particles and gases into the air, commonly called soot, These particles are typically smaller than 2.5 micrometers, or 1 30th the width of a strand of hair, and are easily inhaled and may cause respiratory harm. By law in many states, especially urban ones, 
idling too long is an issue. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says the particulate matter that comes out of idling cars is hazardous to human health and can cause a lot of health problems. This is why air quality around these areas where there are a lot of traffic jams is so bad and why asthma rates in these areas tend to be higher. Idling cars isn't the only thing that puts particulate matter in the air, but it is one of the sources of the PM that we do not have the most control over. This is why it's also not a good idea for buses and cars to idle around schools. They can end up causing the air quality around the schools to be harmful to students. Go Green Initiative updates. Here's a new school that has just joined the Go Green Initiative, Mater Academy of International Studies, Miami, Florida. Well, that's it for this week, guys. I'm Elijah. And Marley. Signing off with GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. And make sure to do one thing a day to help out the environment, like recycle your bottles and cans. Take two minutes less in your super long shower. And that's it. We'll see you next week. Later, guys. Bye. GBK Green News. Copyright 2010. Globalbroadcastforkids.com. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Wasn't that a great segment with the Green News with our teen journalists down in L.A.? Well, we are back with Garrett Reppenhagen, who is representing Veterans Green Jobs. And he is just an amazing, amazing example of what veterans can do for this country. I love the tagline for this organization, Empowering Vets to restore our environment, economy, and communities. Thanks again for joining us, Garrett. We're glad that you're on the show. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Well, one of the segments from your website that I really love, and I, I kind of got lost while I was reading these, is the alumni blogs that you have. These are really great stories right from the veterans themselves. One of the stories that really struck me was uh, Nick Morgan. Um, he was the state pole vaulting champion in high school. He had a full scholarship to college, and after a semester... Um, he was in the reserves. He got called up to go to Iraq for 16 months. And things have been a little difficult for him since he got back. And he's involved with veterans, Green Jobs. Do you know Nick and his story? Absolutely. I know, I know Nick well. I develop a lot of personal relationships with the veterans that we work with. And uh, uh, Nick's no exception. He's he's just a, an amazingly talented uh, uh, person, and he's become a really great friend. So... Um, it's it's great to just have him in the program. He uh, he was an engineer in the army, and uh, um, he obviously had a, had a lot of talent there. And uh, when he got out, he was he was looking for something a little more uh, meaningful and more purposeful. And uh, we got him into the Veterans Green Jobs program. He went through our first uh, weatherization class to get his certification. Um, then he went into the Veteran Green Corps and uh, was working in the outdoor projects and uh, uh, actually became a leader of one of the SAW crews for, for quite some time. And uh, currently he's working on a cabin restoration project um, in New Mexico uh, in, this, in the Carson National Forest. So he's, he's, still, he's still among us and he's still uh, working on a lot of our projects. So we're, we're uh, pretty proud of Nick and he's, he's been just doing a great job. Well, and it really helps to put some faces and names, you know, with the program. Another one that really stood out to me was Ray Curry. He's a, a Marine Corps veteran, and I love one of his quotes on your alumni blog. He said, 
as long as he can remember, he always wanted to be a hero. And he talks about when he was a little kid, you know, he was, uh, like, you know, always had a cape on flying around the house. And, you know, just nobody that knew him was surprised when he enlisted in the Marine Corps. And he says his desire to serve, it still beats strong at the core of him. How has somebody like Ray and others like him who really, they want to be heroes, they want to, they want to serve, how have they been fulfilled through Veterans Green Jobs? Well, Ray is, Ray is a natural leader, and uh, he's, he's a Marine veteran, and he certainly has, has seen his share of, of war experiences. And uh, to have him in the program and just to be really um, mentoring a lot of the young veterans that are coming into our program and, and guiding them, is, is, he's just an invaluable resource to us. The way he just he picks it up and he takes his own initiative and uh, um, really just makes the programs just become his own. And he just he just is really just an inspiration for a lot of the folks that are coming in and trying to find their footing. Um, Ray is quick to help them out and help develop their leadership skills as well. So uh, he's he mentions a lot about the differences between. Um, kicking in the door in Iraq to do a house raid and uh, uh, knocking on a door to weatherize a home here in America. And it's a, it's a really beautiful analogy if you get a chance to read it. Could you give our listeners just a kind of the Reader's Digest version of that parallel? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, everybody's going to want to get out on the website, but it is kind of interesting. You piqued my interest. How do you make that connection between kicking in a door in Iraq and knocking on a door here in America to weatherize the home? Mm-hmm. Well, well, he had a, had a lot of uncertainty about uh, what his mission was there and, and how much it was helping folks. And um, here in America, doing the weatherization work, uh, without a doubt, he knows that every time he exits that home that he has just helped somebody. And uh, it's, it ties once again back to that sense of service that I think every every uh, service member eventually uh, is indoctrinated into. And, uh, you know, I've when when somebody comes up to me and thanks me for my service, you know, I understand now really what it meant not been my direct actions, but my willingness to serve my country. And Ray certainly carries that uh, to heart. Well, and in a time when we're in all-volunteer service, um, that that sense of duty certainly is there. And like you said, I mean, veterans come from every conceivable walk of life, from a lot of diverse geographic backgrounds and what have you. But there is some common thread that binds them all together, us all together, you know, with this idea that we're serving something greater than ourselves. And I love, I was reading the annual report for your organization, and I liked the way that the chairman of the board um, talked about veterans in his letter in the annual report. He said, essentially, American veterans have signed a blank check to the United States of America in an amount that they cannot fathom up into their very lives. And, you know, when somebody's willing to do that, um, when you come home, that sense of service to country just doesn't leave you. And I love the fact that you guys are channeling that and focusing that on providing a true service, which is helping people use less energy, helping our country become more energy independent. I just think it's great. But before everybody out there thinks that it's just a bunch of dudes out in the wilderness, I love the story of Sarah Castaneda. She was a medic with the 82nd Airborne, and people might think, well, how does being a medic with the 82nd Airborne have anything to do with 
green jobs and doing what you're talking about with the Veterans Green Corps. Tell us about Sarah's story and how she got involved. Well, I I just want to kind of just expand it into um, looking at the diversity of the veteran population today. There are there are more women serving today than than any other time in American history, and they're in the line of fire. They're still not uh, in uh, combat roles as far as their military occupational specialty, their job, but we're in a very unconventional battlefield in Iraq and Afghanistan. And the, the battle finds you. And I know plenty of women who have been behind the, the 50 caliber machine gun and the M16 uh, engaging enemies, you know. And it's, uh, it's good just to have that recognition that the veteran face um, is not just a male face anymore. And uh, it it's, can be of any color, any background, any religion, any gender. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great to have that representation within veterans' green jobs. And Sarah's just just one example of someone who's either doing work on our public lands. Um, that it does it gives me a lot of a uh, lot of pride when I see our women veterans out in the woods with a hard hat and a chainsaw, and uh, you know just smiling, um, doing the same hard work as as any of the other veterans. And uh, it's it's something that we want to encourage. Uh, Rosie the Riveter is is one of our. Um, adopted uh, images that we used in a lot of our, our uh, stuff because it is it is a matter of everybody picking up their weight and uh, there's no reason to be exclusive whether it's uh, era service or, or gender of the veteran. So um, Sarah's just a great example of that. That's so cool. Now, how do you find the veterans that are trained by the organization? I mean, do you guys recruit them or how do they find you? A lot of different ways. Uh, we're certainly targeting a lot of younger veterans, um, so we use social networks and Craigslist ads and a lot of a lot of things online that the younger generation of veterans are looking at. But uh, we also, you know, we work with the uh, ACAP programs and the TAP programs, which are transition programs within DOD of service members departing from the military. And in those those last few uh, weeks or months when they're leaving, they out-process in the military. We like to get them exposure to our programs so that they know that that's an option. Uh, we work with the VAs and the different job clubs and uh, a lot of job fairs that are especially veteran-specific and uh, look for veterans there as well. And then word of mouth uh, seems to be spreading quite well, especially on the social networks like Facebook and, and MySpace where people... Uh, uh, just continue to add more information. And, uh, you know, our website, we put a lot of work into it to make sure that it's, it's navigable and, and people can, can understand what's on there and, and what we have to offer. So those are a lot of different ways that we use. And what are the qualifications that a veteran has to meet in order to be accepted for your program? Well, they have to have a DD-214. Obviously, they have to be, they have to be a veteran. And uh, we go by the same standards as the Veteran Affairs would. Uh, we'll take, we'll take, uh, we, we prefer honorably uh, uh, discharge veterans, uh, but we'll look at other veterans on a case-to-case basis uh, and, and allow them in our programs depending on what their, the reasons for discharge were. So we certainly love, uh, love our, our veterans to have honorably served their country, and we feel that they're, they're the first ones that should be awarded. Uh, but we're, we're, we're not an exclusive organization, and we like to help all veterans as well. 
Well, and, you know, I was a legal officer when I was in the Navy, and so there are all sorts of reasons, some very understandable why, you know, there might be other than honorable conditions. It's, it's you know, like you said, a case-by-case basis. But I love what you're doing, and I want everybody on the commercial break we're about to go to to get on the website that Garrett just mentioned. It's veteransgreenjobs.org. I especially want you to hover your mouse around the Donate button. This is an organization that is helping veterans improve our environment, our economy, and our communities. I love them. I want you guys to support them in any way that you can. We've got more with Garrett Reppenhagen in just a few moments. We'll be back with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today our show is about veterans' green jobs. I want you to get on their website. Don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com, but open a new tab in your web browser and go to veteransgreenjobs.org. We're talking to Garrett Reppenhagen today. He's an awesome representative of this organization and all the good work that they're doing. They are helping to get veterans green jobs. They're empowering vets to restore our environment, our economy, and our communities. Some of the things that they've been doing are helping to weatherize low-income housing um, for folks who need to save on their energy bills, save that money for better uses, and uh, they've been doing things to restore public lands, doing things to mitigate fires and uh, forest uh, planning, and um, we've just really been enjoying talking with Garrett Reppenhagen today, and I want you to get on that website, veteransgreenjobs.org, and do all that you can to support the organization. Garrett, I would love for you to talk about you know, some of the partners that you've had with this organization organization. Uh, you have an incredible staff, you have an incredible mission, but it takes a team to bring all these programs together and fund them properly. Tell us some of the, about some of the partners who've helped you guys accomplish the mission. Well, obviously, our, our funders, uh, the Walmart Foundation, has given us our startup money has continued to support us. Um, the Sierra Club has is, is offered a lot of support, especially in our, our weatherization training efforts out in the mid-Atlantic area. And uh, they're they're great partners. 
Um, the governor's energy office in the Department of Energy has, has helped out extremely with uh, um, Selexi does as the, the winners of the contracts in, in Colorado. And uh, the U.S. Forest Service uh, has has put up money with the Southwest Conservation Corps, which is our original uh, Conservation Corps partner, um, to uh, basically uh, pay for the, the first mitigation teams and trail building teams that we put out into the uh, U.S. Forest in, in Colorado area. Um, so those are just some of the funders, but we've, we've got great educational partners uh, from Bucks Community College, Red Rocks Community College, Arapahoe Community College, with uh, uh, different uh, agreements with uh, Colorado State University and uh, Virginia Tech to, to really increase the, the higher education possibilities from some of our uh, program graduates. And, you know, the we work with anybody from uh, private companies to uh, local government agencies, um, Parks and Recs, Department of Human Services, a lot of our programs, we don't want to recreate the real, and there's so many great uh, nonprofits and government programs that are already in place doing a lot of the work that we want to do to make sure that the veterans are supported in our programs and that we come together with a, a, a team of experts and professionals that we can we can do these jobs right. So um, we rely on partnering with a lot of different uh, entities to really make this a success. Um, what kind of partners do you need? I mean, I could envision things like Home Depot and Lowe's and, you know, Orchard Supply Hardware donating tools and things like that. I mean, what kind of partnerships are you still seeking? Yeah, the always always seeking more uh, possible employers that, that we can plug veterans into opportunities, um, that employers that are looking for uh, – uh, tr- trainers or qualified employees in the solar industry, the wind industry, uh, weatherization industry all across the country. Um, so, so those are definite partners. We're looking for uh, colleges and technical trade schools and community colleges uh, to step up to, to develop better certification programs that veterans and, and civilians can plug into for a short term of time and get the education they need to get to work as rapidly as they can. Um, and, and those are always partnerships that we'll, we'll appreciate. Uh, folks like Home Depot and um, manufacturers of, of outdoor gear, manufacturers of tools, chainsaws for in-kind donations of that nature would be extremely helpful. Um, anything that, that can offer the veteran a better chance uh, to get an education like uh, laptop computers or um, uh, different electronic devices that improve their ability to get to really maximize their education is important as well. So there's a lot of different ways that we can partner. Well, and I, I have to ask, um, you know, if you were able to get those partnerships, I mean, if money and staff and equipment were no object, what would the Veterans Green Jobs be doing in the next two to three years? I mean, what would the organization look like if all of your hopes and your goals were met? Mm-hmm. Well, I see I see job crews working throughout the country who are who are veterans moving through neighborhoods, after communities, after towns, after cities, um, really making them sustainable, saving them energy, providing them energy that's independent, and uh, uh, really just putting. 
putting the work that, that we're starting to do now in such a large, scalable situation that we're not only helping America, but maybe even going out to the countries that we've operated in as, as, as service members and helping them as well rebuild Afghanistan, rebuild Iraq, and do it with renewable energies and sustainable uh, practices. And I think that would be uh, that would be probably the best future for veterans green jobs and really uh, really maximizing the asset of, of the, the U.S. military veteran to help our country and help out others. That is so awesome. What a great vision. And I'm, I'm going to issue a call to action for every Go Green Radio listener out there. You know, if you're listening to this program live, I want you to know this is going to be archived. And when it's archived, I'm going to ask you to forward the archived version of this podcast to anyone and everyone you know who might be able to support, whether it's an in-kind donations or an, even a $5 donation online, to support Veterans Green Jobs. What they're doing is so important, not just to our veterans who we owe uh, a debt of gratitude to and to help them get meaningful and well-paying jobs when they come home after serving our country, but also to help our country become more energy efficient, more energy independent. Um, this is a noble cause, folks, maybe one of the best we've ever had on Go Green Radio, and so I'm going to ask you to get out there on their website, veteransgreenjobs.org, and to pass this podcast of Go Green Radio around everyone you know and see if we can't get some more support for this incredible cause. Garrett, I want to thank you and all of the veterans that you're working with for what you're doing and for your commitment, and thanks so much for being on Go Green Radio. Do you have any parting thoughts that you'd like to leave with our listeners? No, it's just it's just been an incredible show, and and uh, it's it's been an honor and a pleasure to be on it. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of great veterans organizations and veterans in in everyone's community, and sometimes uh, the vets don't want to be served; they want to find new ways to serve their country. So, if if you're looking out to help veterans, sometimes look at possibly ask, asking them if they'd like to continue to serve in their community. I love it. Thanks so much, Garrett. You're a great representative of the organization and a fine representation of the veterans community as a whole. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll be back same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.